with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. to the show. One drink night. It's one and double three. It's the way to chime into the kitchen via the lines. I'm going to at some point here. If you want to go game tonight, back and out, back to back. Last night, we'll talk about the game. Short one fifteen to one oh four. So we will touch on that here in a little bit as Christian Clark will join us at two fifteen. And we will do a couple other tidbits here today as LSU wraps up their season and they will take on Kansas State tonight, eight o'clock in the Texas Act Texas Bowl. In a Tex Tax Act Texas Bowl. There you go. Tiger six and six. Kansas State 7-5, and five. Wildcats a 7-point favorite in the game. Saints at the Falcons. We'll also hear from head coach Sean Payton as they will uh, get ready for the Falcons tomorrow, get back at it. But he spoke yesterday in his post-day conference call and a chance to look at, um, you know, the tape and his thoughts on, on really where they are now and it's kind of interesting to hear him talk about the philosophy of obviously it must win and such. Um, and, you know, look, it is what it is where this team is. They need help. Can they make any noise in the postseason? I'll say this. It's, it's better than not, right? It's better than not being in the postseason, if you get my point. Uh, last night we saw in Monday Night Football – Browns and Steelers. Steelers, I mean, look, it could be pitched. It's not hard at all. For simple ways you can... DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Hi, right, welcome back here. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Can't control it. Uh, either we have internet or we... Um, so... Let's get back to where we're getting at, though. Again, Saints and Falcons, we're touching on. Look, you at least have hope if you're the the Saints, whereas last night, Steelers, and a lot of it last night was about Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger, his last game at Heinz Field, he let that know uh, out this week, uh, during the week, leading into the game, or last week, rather. And it, um, it, it was... It was emotional to kind of watch, right, from a standpoint where you could see how much it still meant to him. And obviously, the end, he literally didn't want to get off the field. It reminded you, if you're a Saints fan, kind of what you saw last year. And I'm sitting there watching him, and he, you know, is shaking hands. He literally is walking as slow as possible after the game. He literally didn't want to leave. They brought down his family. I guess he was probably given time for his family to come out there, took pictures, hugged everybody close to the tunnel while they come out. They just reminded you of watching Drew Brees after that playoff loss to Tampa Bay. The unfortunate aspect of it is 
it wasn't like yesterday. Everyone knew going into the game it was his last home game. A sold-out crowd was able to prepare for it. Signs, jerseys, the works. The broadcast was all about it as well. Everybody was there to celebrate Ben Roethlisberger's career. It stinks that Drew Brees went out the way he did. Not only a loss, a tough one, but also you didn't have a sellout dome. And I I know they recognized him this year. It's not the same. If you watched yesterday, it, it wasn't the same. And obviously, one's a win, one's a loss, but it it just stinks because I, I would have loved to have seen a national broadcast, um, you know, talk about Drew's career, see all the memories, hear all the different um, stories, and and really have a sold-out dome. You know, be chanting, you know, we love Drew or let's go Breeze or whatever, like Heinz Field yesterday What was doing that for Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, after the game with Lisa Salters on ESPN's Monday Night Football, was emotional, as you can imagine. And also, when he spoke about it, you can kind of hear it as well, and it was easily to see that he was teary-eyed. You know what? It's funny because... Probably not the way you wanted it other than the win. And that's all that really matters. That's kind of been the, the story of my career. It's not always pretty, but we find a way. And, man, did our defense step up tonight. And the guys were just so much fun to be out here. These are the best fans of sports and the best place to play. So, I think one of the other things that you heard as well, as Lisa Salters continue with the interview, is um, when did it hit him that this was it? Probably about now. Um, just the end of it, having a chance to go back out there just – I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. I'm just so thankful for these fans and this place. Um, there's no no place like it. So. We know we know what you have meant to Pittsburgh, but what has this city, this venue, Heinz Field, what has it meant to you? Everything. Um, like I said, I'm so thankful and blessed to be able to call this place home uh, for, <laughs> for almost half my life um, in front of these fans and seeing all the signs and. All the jerseys and um, <laughs> and just uh, you know to come out here. I just I don't know. I'm, I've been so blessed and I'm just so thankful. And obviously, the team getting if you saw the game got us a, a, a stop late. There was literally like two seconds left in the game. It was fourth down. They got that. No, it was an interception and it got a stop. So Big Ben literally got to go back on the field. He was already congratulating everybody and, and getting hugs and everything. And he got to go take a a knee. A, a you know a victory formation final snap you know i didn't think i was going to take the field again but it's the best play in football when you're an offensive player to take a knee and so i'm glad i got to do it one last time so you saw the emotion in the game yesterday not only with the fans for ben roethlisberger which again i, I was a bit jealous as a new orleanian saints fan wished that drew could have gotten that wish that drew's last game in the dome would have been a win um and also, to this season, you felt that emotion on that team. Again, a, a lot of different things have got to happen for the Steelers to get in the postseason. But they played hard. The crowd was energetic the entire night. Obviously, again, Ben's last game. But you're playing for your playoff lives. And then you bring to the Saints here, and you look at where they are, and they just have to win and hope that the Rams beat the 49ers. More than likely, Trey Lance will be the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo says he may give it a go. Remember, he has a UCL tear in that thumb. So, I understand that the reward is going to L.A. for a Super Wild Card weekend and playing them. And I don't know if anybody that follows the Saints would like to see Aaron Donald in that Rams defensive line against the Saints offensive line. But it is a playoff game. And again, It's better than not. Here's what's remarkable about this season. And if they don't make the postseason this year, or if they do and they lose against the Rams, which they will be heavy underdogs, at some point when the season ends, we're going to look back at the season in a positive light. I I legitimately think so. First year post-Drew Brees was going to be difficult as it was. Who's the quarterback? Who's the leaders? What's this team's identity? Etc. 
And I think a lot of the questions have been answered already. They were answered early on in the year. They started out five and two. But then you had the different adversities that they've had. Losing your starting quarterback to injury. Not being able to really have the guy that you wanted to be the backup in Taysom Hill. He missed, what, four or five games because of concussions. And then he was injured. Um, he couldn't play. So you had to use Trevor Simeon. You had to actually start a game with Ian Book this year. COVID hit this team, what, twice pretty hard. The staff at Carolina, that game, of course, against the Dolphins. But really, some of the other games, they were hit hard as well. And you had the injuries. You had on Yamana not starting. I mean, when you think about it all, the fact we're sitting here on Tuesday before they get back at it in their final, could be, final week of preparation for regular season game, they could be a playoff team. And I'm bringing this up and I'm kind of starting to share with it because you take that into perspective with where, say, the Browns were, the other opponent in the game yesterday. They legitimately don't know what to do with Baker Mayfield. At least that's all the national reports and everybody that covers the team. The people that cover the team, Aaron Goldhammer and others, if you follow them on Twitter, they, they're on ESPN Cleveland. They, they can't, they think he's terrible. He made some bad mistakes yesterday. He won't pull the trigger on places that are open. And, and again, this is a four-year number one pick overall. And, and there's doubt as to what they're going to do. They picked up next year's option, but they can move on from that, right? He wants an extension. I don't know who's giving that. I, I saw somebody on Twitter before the game say, hey, if Baker Mayfield's available, should the Saints take a look? And I know the number one person everybody wants is Aaron Rodgers. I get that. Um, here's Chris Carlin of ESPN Radio this morning on AR. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in Pittsburgh next year. Why? Because primarily, give me a situation other than the 49ers, and I don't think they're going to trade him there, where he could potentially win better in the short term. Denver, I don't know that I would say that. Could he win better in the short term than he could in the Raiders? No. I, I think it's going to be his best opportunity to win in the short term, and I could see the Steelers doing it for a couple of years, especially when there's not the guy there in the draft that they could take. So, Chris Carlin feels that it's Pittsburgh. Notice, he didn't even mention the Saints, which... I get it. If you're a Saints fan, you you know how this goes. It, it's never a national story. I, I I believe with this defense, you can now look. T.J. Watt has what a sack away from tying Michael Strahan's all-time sack record. He sits at what twenty-one and a half. The guy was a beast yesterday. They had nine sacks of Baker Mayfield. So I get that defense can be there, but look, they got Najee Harris, nice back. Saints got one in. I'm going to say this, and I don't know if a lot of people are talking about. Aaron Rodgers has been in Green Bay, and I maybe he likes playing in two degree. But nine games indoors is not a bad thing. It could extend your longevity. I think the warm temps of Tampa probably um, help Tom Brady. You know, if you want to go to Pittsburgh, uh, play outside in the grass here, you can be inside in New Orleans. Saints got a good defense, a very good defense. They're not missing or going to miss or lose a lot of pieces on the defensive side that I can think of. You can address the receiver position. You should get Michael Thomas back. That is a first down when you need it, right? If he's healthy, that's a first down when you need it. If Teron, here we go again, Teron Armstead's healthy, Ryan Ramchuk is healthy, you're assuming during an offseason, those are two of the best tackles you have in the league. You still got to make a decision on Armstead long term. I understand that. Maybe you can address the, the, the line or maybe they play better next year. I, I don't know. But you have a guy like that. Added to this team, you legit. I mean, people legitimately nationally don't think that they're they're a contender. They absolutely are, and I'm not saying that because I'm a homer. But there's still some people that 
feel like Baker Mayfield can be good or not. I know. Here's Dan Graziano, ESPN. There's a chance that the Browns aren't able to find a clear upgrade this offseason. They're on the hook for almost $19 million fully guaranteed dollars for Baker Mayfield next year, whether they like it or not. He does have the injury. There are plenty of ways they could bring this back and sell it and say, hey, he wasn't at his best. We're going to try and run it back. We still believe in him. Could they go get a Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson? Possible. But there's a lot of teams out there that are going to try and get those guys, and not everyone is going to succeed. If the Browns don't succeed in that endeavor, assuming they even undertake it, Baker Mayfield remains on their list of, of fallback options. I, I think it's an overreaction to assume he's done in Cleveland. So that's something to keep an eye on or not. The the other aspect of it, again, as I've been saying yesterday and even the week before that, it's better to be in the postseason and be playing for a shot of it than not. Here's Baker Mayfield after the game. not satisfied or happy with what, what has happened. You know, we expected to have a better record. That's just, you know, we set our own standard and we've been working on culture ever since I got in here as well as um, guys like Miles, Nick Chubb, Jarvis. David and Joku, Austin Hooper, just a bunch of guys we brought in culturally that um, have been trying to reset that standard and that expectation within the building. And that's why this year I think is more uh, disappointing for us because we, we expected to be a lot better. Yeah, we've had some things happen throughout the year, but um, you know, when you look back at some of these games, just a few plays off and that's why it's disappointing because, you know, I mean, you know it, to, to have a winning franchise, you have to learn how to stop losing first. And so we've, we've done a, a lot of things that have, uh, cost us games and you know that's the frustrating part but um you know the good part is we can acknowledge that and we can make those corrections and so it's, it's all headed in the right direction for sure amy just of the picky unit and advocate will talk a little bit more about this when we come back first up DraftKings sportsbook it is coming soon i promise um hopefully before the Super Bowl, at the very least around that time. And it's the app to where you can bet on anything and everything. And the best part about it is when you sign up, use the code LaRose, you will get $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. You know DraftKings already, the official fantasy partner, daily fantasy partner of the NFL. And you can still go to that app and still compete for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. You know how that works. You stay under the salary cap. Each player is assigned the salary. Play daily fantasy games. You can make some money and win. This is a sportsbook app. You can download it now. Register. Use the code LaRose. $100 in free bets awaits you the second it goes live. Amy, just next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You know, you, you just want to find a way to get into the tournament, and we know it has to it has to start with us winning a game. That is head coach Sean Payton yesterday in his post-game day of teleconference and a lot to say. We'll get into that here in a quick bit and get some 
Pats on final home game of the season. It was a win over the Panthers. Miss Amy just joins us, covers the Saints for the Picky Union Advocate. Amy, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Um, thankfully, not as many playoff scenarios to run through this week. There is only one, so <laughs> we'll we'll see if it happens. Um, it's true. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. They don't need a whole lot to happen, um, but we'll see. And obviously, if you're if you're the L.A. Rams, you want that second seed, right? I mean, you want to be able to play a team like. Let's be honest that. It's right now offensively challenged. You, you have a guy in Aaron Donald and things that you're like, I'm thinking Rams-wise, matchup-wise, I, I would want New Orleans, wouldn't you? Yeah. And so, but that's, let's rewind here a little bit. So, for the Saints to get into the playoffs, they have to root for the Rams to win this week. Mm-hmm. And then they would play the Rams. <laughs> just fun. Just fun to me. That's all. Let's go back to Sunday if we can for a quick bit. 18 to 10. Um, it's incredible to think in a season where I, I lost track how many people kicked field goals for the Saints. It's been a handful, almost a half dozen Four. that literally they're so dependent, Amy, now on, you know, just, just getting into field goal range and depending on the defense. That, that's just kind of where we are in the offensive aspects of it. But Bill Maher is, is he's performed since he's gotten here, huh? Yeah. Uh, Yes, yes, he has. Um, so let's rewind even further. So when the Saints realized that Will Lutz was going to be out for a little bit, didn't realize the extent that he'd be out for the whole season. Brett was the first kicker they brought in. And then he got injured in warm-up of a preseason game, went on IR, they gave him an injury settlement and let him go on his way. Um, and then... Yeah, so he didn't technically kick in a regular season game for the Saints until they brought him back back after Mm -hmm. all of the other kicker was. So then they went with Aldrich Rosas, I believe, and then they went with Cody Parkey, and then they went with Brian Johnson. And then after Brian had his struggles, they brought back Brett because Brett was healthy. It took some time for him to get healthy again. Any any injury to a kicker is always tough. Always takes longer than you think it might. So, but he's been in a groove. Uh, my beat partner, Luke Johnson, wrote about that the other day. Um, he right. feels like he's in a groove and it's easy to get into those when you're, you're having those opportunities to kick, right? So, um, he's making the most of it and uh, definitely didn't think at the beginning of the season we would say that kicker is a strength, but here we are. Amy, are we, are we seeing some signs, perhaps, that maybe, just maybe, I don't know, we can catch lightning in a bottle for a game, maybe it's the postseason, maybe it's this week, in the Saints' passing game? In terms of Marquez Callaway's making more plays than not, and at times, maybe whether it's two minutes or necessity, you 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 see a little rhythm in that passing game. Is there some signs or... Look, that's just what we can hope for is that occasionally we'll see it. You know, I I don't know. I don't – this season hasn't made much sense to me at all. Uh, But it is a positive sign seeing that Quez has stepped up the last couple of weeks. Um, Obviously, he has some plays that he wants back. All of them do. Um, That's just the way it works. But seeing him post back-to-back big games like that, has to give Saints fans even the smallest bit of confidence that their passing game can get going. Last week by Taysom, no, it wasn't the most electric and it wasn't the sexiest, but it was still the second best in- game in terms of yards passing that he's had this season. So good to be turning the corner there, um, especially when they're trying to make a push to get in the playoffs and they have a reasonable shot of doing so. I think one of the other things on the offense that I focused on this week and really the last couple of weeks as well is it's easy to say or look at quarterback plays, easy to look at drops or catches when it comes to the receivers. Hey, is Kamara or Ingram healthy? We can see all those things. Amy, I think one of the storylines when this is all said and done this year that we're going to look back and the offensive line, it's supposed to be one of the strengths this year, whether it's injury, whether it's COVID or well, this is not good play. We we do a thing the day after a game, pats on the back, 
you know, game balls. Who needs to have a seat next to coach? Cesar Ruiz for the second straight week has, has led that in, in terms of players that need to have a seat next to coach. My point I was making yesterday was you can understand if, you know, Ramchek and Armstead are out. Or you can understand if players are out because of COVID or injury. But Cesar Ruiz is, is a starter. He's a normal player. How, do you, how would you assess his play this year? Um, I don't think he's come along as far as the Saints have expected him to. But also, how I don't know how you balance that with having different people next to you every game. Like, you have to have chemistry there, too. So, like... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to read into it um, in terms of how you weigh his individual performance, which has at times been lacking, um, and then how you fit that in with the chemistry of the rest of the offensive line. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there have been some things that have, that are still desired there, um, and that's okay. I think, but it's got to, it's got to get better from everybody, not just him. Mm-hmm. You know, on the other side of the football though, that's been one of the most consistent things this season. Even I'm trying to think the Carolina game, I mean, Philly, but very few games where I can think of where, man, they didn't have any answers at, at, at some point, Dennis Allen, that side of the football, Amy seems to figure it out in that second half and they shut things down. One of the things that we've, been seeing over the last three games is Cam George just go bananas here. Seven and a half sacks over the last three games. What do you see as a difference? I know we keep saying, hey, look, Marcus Davenport and other guys are there. Is it literally just having more help or is he looking different to you? He says that it's because David Onimata is back and Marcus Davenport is healthy. And I think there's truth in some of that, but He's not one to publicly toot his own horn. Of course, he's, you know, proud of himself, and this is what he wanted, right? I mean, it wasn't too terribly long ago where people were like, oh, it's Cam washed, right? So, hey, I I wouldn't be complaining about it. Um, he's clicking at the right time. This is when you need him to be playing like the Cam Jordan that all Saints fans have known and loved for, you know, his whole career outside of that, his rookie year. Uh, hey, I he's showing that he's still got it and uh, kind of quieting some of those who doubt him, um, doubted him earlier this season. If I recall, you asked me way back when, when he mm-hmm. hadn't had a sack yet, but you're like, oh, is he falling off? I'm like, he's not a full step, maybe a half step behind mm-hmm. where he was. So just going to circle that back. Um, yeah, you did. You did. You did. Um, so. Along those lines, on that side of football, I was thinking about this because obviously it's not that you're looking ahead, but you look at certain games, there's conversations, and last night during Monday Night Football, it's where is Aaron Rodgers going and things of that nature, and Saints fans are kind of thinking about next year in that aspect occasionally. And, and I'm thinking, you know, one of the, the the positives that's coming back next year is this side of the football. Amy, you probably are a little more familiar with contracts and, and what's to come in the offseason on that side of the ball, but I don't see them at risk of losing a lot next year. I know you got to resign Marcus, right? You just re-up Lattimore. Um, the rest of that line seems intact that I can think of. Davenport, maybe you get a new deal to or not. The linebackers. What, what's Quan Alexander's deal? He's on a one-year deal. So he's on a one-year deal, and P.J. Williams is on a one-year deal. And um, there's a couple more. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. You caught me off guard here. Um, but Carl Granderson is mm-hmm. a free agent this year. Um, I'm trying to think of if any other defensive. Oh, Shy Tuttle is a free agent. Um, and then the Williamses. Um, so Marcus and PJ are both free agents right. this year. So. There, there has the potential to be some moving parts there. Um, this is, I think, PJ's third year in a row where he's been on a one-year deal, so not sure what's going to happen there. He's been playing great lately. Um, 
we'll see what happened with his ankle and how serious that is. Um, but yeah, it, there's going to be a lot more moving pieces on offense, I think, um, than defense. Um, yeah. Just in terms of Teron Armstead, the free agent, and right. who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, I just wonder as well with the you know, the, the play of Pete Werner this year, if I look, I think Quan is an asset. He's, he, he is good. And, and having that depth as you've seen this year is something that's big. So it's something kind of interesting to kind of just keep an eye on, obviously, when you look at that. But look, the, the retooling or reshaping of the offense will be the task at hand for sure. Still got a game to go though here, Amy. And look, I go back to that Falcons game and it took me a week to get over. I just, I, it was just, I didn't care. Only a week. Only a week. I am. You're right. I am lying. I I've been bitter since that loss, and I loved CD Deuce on Sunday evening saying we we owe them. They they took that one from us. This has got to be a win, Amy. Come on. It was like three weeks after the game where I told you to let it go. Maybe (laughs) four. (laughs) You did. Um. Yeah, I quoted Frozen. I'm still very proud of that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. yeah, they have to get this one back. If not, their season is over, and they get swept by the Falcons. That's a horrible mm-hmm. taste in your mouth. That's a horrible oh, yeah. taste in your mouth. I, I can hear you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Gro- it's for Saints fans. It's gross. You don't. You don't want that. So I think, I think things will go better this time. Um, but. We'll see. The Saints have a lot to play for. Um, and the Falcons, um, being the Falcons, they love to play spoiler. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not going to roll over either, right? Even though they're out of playoff contention, they want they want to be spoilers. It's Atlanta. One of the great things about this rivalry is both teams hate each other, and it's glorious. <laughs> I'm just... Uh... Just fearful that, no, 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 I'm not, I see I'm not going to go cynical and be like noodle arm Matt Ryan is going to be like, you know, 450 yards, Pitt's going to run everywhere. Well, just, I, I think at the end of the day, the Saints defense is playing well. They're playing consistent. I think they definitely saw, cause even in that game, Amy, the Falcons offense looked like the greatest show on turf to start the game. They only had three points in the first quarter. It's not, it's not like they didn't adjust to it. So. They've probably seen all that they're going to see from this offense here. It's just a matter of executing on the other side of the ball. So I don't know. It, it could be, could be a baseball score. Hopefully it's not, but I, I, I think there's a win and then we get to root for the Rams at the same time. <laughs> and then turn around and, you know, maybe have to play them again the following week. The Rams, I mean, which would be a fun, uh, mind exercise for Saints fans because I know it's hard enough for Saints fans to want to cheer for the Rams anyway um mm-hmm. but this week you gotta or you yeah. can just root for the 49ers to be really bad you can also do that too the same thing same I see that little mindset I like that all right well hopefully next Tuesday Amy we're talking about the playoffs and not a, a season wrap-up here but we will see Sunday at 325. Follow Amy over on Twitter at Amy underscore just. She covers your New Orleans Saints for the Picayune and the Advocate. As always, appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. Quick break. We come back. Let's hear from head coach Sean Payton as to what he had to say yesterday in terms of not only getting ready for this week, but also the mentality of what a must win is and how he's prepped mentally his team for a game like this. That's next. Where we return on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. 
And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation if you would like so. A couple of questions of the day that we've tossed out there. Tigers fans. Want to hear from you? LSU taking on the Wildcats of Kansas State. LSU six and six, seven and five is Kansas State. It's the Tax Act Texas Bowl, and Kansas State is a seven point favorite in this game. And we will hear a little bit about this here coming up later on in the show. As I, I want to hear from LSU fans, like what are your expectation levels uh, today? And what do you want to see from LSU? It's an 8 o'clock kickoff, by the way. A little late evening kickoff for LSU football as they wrap up the season. And I don't know. I guess if I had to give what, what I'm looking for, I just, I, something competitive, I, I guess. Something that you know kind of keeps me interested in the fourth quarter. I, I have no idea what I'm going to see. I, I just keep seeing from everyone that covers this team. There's a lot of opt-out, injured players, players that have transferred. I, mean, what is, I think I saw 46 scholarship players. That's all they have. So I I don't know. Um, speaking of some interesting quarterback news yesterday in college, Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal, keeping Oklahoma as an option, surprising a lot of people. Remember, he took over midseason and really stood out. That's because Dylan Gabriel, who was at UCF, he was going to transfer over to UCLA, uh, didn't show up, and um, this decided he was gonna, he was going to go to Oklahoma. So he's going to Oklahoma, but Caleb Williams is pretty good. Um, you've seen him when he, he took over for Spencer Rattler. So I, this is the world we live in right now, right? Uh, where are quarterbacks going? Where are different players going? And we're still to see what kind of transfer players perhaps – Ryan Kelly will get over at LSU for that second signing period coming up in February. Anyway, as I said, going into the break, head coach Sean Payton spoke yesterday. And one thing he did address that I, I don't know if it went noticed by you guys. Social media definitely did, for sure. And if you didn't go to the game, you probably wouldn't know. There was no who that chant. No who that chant. That just, again, it, it's just this kind of season. It's just the kind of season, man. You needed the final home game of the year to get your second win of the year. And in that last home game of the season, they dropped the ball when it came to the Houdat chance. So head coach Sean Payton, who's responsible? No, no, listen. I'm always mindful on social media, I could tell the reaction to what pants we're wearing. Usually the captains are in charge of that with equipment guys. Um, and then relative to the Houdat chance, I, you know, it all started with Breeze way back when, and then the powers to be, you know, the players would figure out who's doing it each game. And uh, I didn't realize 
I didn't realize until the game really that we didn't have anyone do that yesterday. No. Yeah, that that certainly wasn't. Um, I'm in charge of a lot, but not the paint color because uh, that doesn't matter to me. Um, so I figured let the captains figure out what they want to wear, and then uh, the Hudak Chan is has been something that's. You know, usually the, the players, and I know Drew was responsible for a long time with, with, the, with the veteran leadership and figuring out who they wanted each week. So, more than anything, that would have been just an oversight. I'll blame our captains. There you go. Captain's fault. Good job. Way to drop the ball there. No one to decide. No. You know what they were actually worried about winning the game. But there you go. If you're wondering, and you're at the game, and you're wondering, why was there no Houdat chant? It's not, it's not, it's not on coach. It lets the team decide. As to who does it. All right, look, uh, let's get to some football stuff. Right, head coach Sean Payton, you took a look at the tape. What did you see in the win against the Panthers? Well, you know, when we finished, we came off the field, obviously, defensively, we did a lot of things well. Um, I thought that two-minute drill offensively was important. Not not so much, I mean, obviously, you know, when you can score a field goal like that, but just changing the field position, knowing we started the second half of the ball, um, you know, we made a few big plays when we needed them. Uh, you know, we didn't run the ball well until a few spurts in the second half. Um, I thought Deontay did a good job fielding some, fielding some short punts and protecting field, field position, not letting it hit the ground. Um, but enough to win. Uh, it was an important win now with one game remaining. And one of the things that he was talking about, obviously, that's a challenge that we have and, it's the play of the offensive line, and, and it just hasn't been good. As Amy just said, Cesar Ruiz hasn't probably gone along. And, and look, and I get it. I understand you, you've been – you were drafted, probably told you're going to play center next year after coming in and play guard. Then in the offseason, no, you're going to be guard, so go work on playing guard. And then literally, what was it, in first quarter, first, second series, there goes your center, now you're the starting center. Now you got to go back to playing guard. So maybe it's just one of those throwaway, never got comfortable, got going years for him. But those two positions are, are you know, haven't been consistent, stable, and at times solid this season. I mean, even when Eric McCoy came back, I mean, again, you know, one of the games this year. The rest of the offensive line moved and he didn't snap the ball. So <laughs> it just hasn't been good. Um, the matador going out, you know, say what you want about Andres Petey as a starter, at least the team decided to have him be one. So Toronto Armstead injured. And again, as Amy said, he, he's a free agent this year. I, that's a decision to me. When healthy, one of the best in the, in the league. He's good when healthy. As a lot of things in life, it depends on the money. I mean, is he looking for a four or five year deal? We're looking at max. We're looking at two, three year deal. How much guaranteed? It's going to be an interesting decision. Look, we've seen the last couple of weeks. You absolutely have got to have better play there. You, you've got to have a good one. And as my buddy who will speak to tomorrow, Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette, always tells me when I'm on his show, he always says it. You either have a starting left tackle or you're going to overpay for one at one point. If you're lucky enough, you can draft one. Which is why I keep saying I, 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 have not, I am not putting out of the realm of possibility the first round pick this year for the New Orleans Saints could very well be an offensive lineman. It probably could be, should be. You can make an argument for it. No one would be upset, as opposed to baby seasons past. Um, there are a lot of really good receivers. You have to go upgrade that as well. So I think it's either one of those two. It, it should be. And I know the philosophy in the past has been best player available, regardless of was it stopping. I, they, they tried to make a move this year at corner because they thought that was you know deficiency. They got lucky. They got lucky. They drafted Paulson and Debo on, on good scouting and on hope. A guy didn't play last year because of COVID. Opted out. And now you have found your second starting corner. So you're good where. But 
don't think that I, even though their philosophy is best player available regardless of position, they know you've got to upgrade. You need some depth on that line, maybe even a new starting left tackle. I don't know. If you're going for an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, you're going to get an opportunity to when it comes to trades. That's why it's important on the first round pick. Got to pay Marcus Williams, Quan Alexander. Is he a long-term? Look, we're going to talk a lot about this once the season ends, but it's something to keep an eye on because, again, the offensive line has, has struggled. Here's Sean Payton talking about the challenge of having a, a difficult offensive line. Look, and that gets back to a little bit of the earlier question about two-minute. You know, how do we reduce the exposure? How do we do the things that that we can do well? How do we utilize taste and skill set? And, look, honestly, uh, early in that game, for the better part of the first half, you know, we had – Couple getting back to the line of scrimmage, rushing the football. We made a few plays in the passing game, and we made enough in the second half to to uh, to orchestrate that touchdown drive. And 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 so, I think when you're in the mix of it, I I don't I don't know that um, you're thinking. I mean, you're thinking of your personnel relative to the plan, and you're thinking of how we can how we can help guys relative to protection. Some of the challenges uh, Carolina presents are, are some of the unique pressures that sometimes. And one of the things that he was talking about, obviously, is the unique pressures and things of that nature. So it, it it's hard to the point that he's making to maybe do a lot of the things that he would like to do when, as you just heard him say that at the beginning of the soundbite, you, you know. Don't have a line where literally your running back can get to the line of scrimmage. One final bite, then the break here. Sean Payton was asked about why maybe you just don't do a two-minute drill when it's not two minutes to go and it's not the two-minute drill type place in the game to try to maybe get some sort of offensive spark. So, you know, you can. And look, we've done that before, and yet you're also – kind of wanting to have that balance in, in a game plan where you have some quarterback runs and you have some play action passes. Um, you're hoping to possess the ball. Um, and certainly it's, it's by opponent. Um, and it's also by protection. You, you know, the thing we did well was we made some plays, but you know, you don't want to expose your tackles to, to some situations where, you know, you're getting just a straight pass rush. And so some of the runs that you have in, in the plan, obviously, you know, you don't have in your two minute, you know, you might have a, a draw, a little one back power. You, you got a couple runs, but, uh, part of it is also, you know, what your, what your matchups like and what you're wanting to get accomplished. Yeah. So in short, he just said, man, we're kind of, we're kind of hindered on the offensive line right now. Can't really do much. We'd love to do this. We'd love to do that, but they can't block. Pass or run. Quick break. We come back. We'll check in on the intern. He'll go over some of the questions of the day and some of your responses. Don't forget, we will have Phoenix Suns Pelicans tickets tonight. CP me and the Phoenix Suns in town. Pelicans coming up short yesterday against the Jazz 115-104. Christian Clark will join us at 2.15 to discuss last night and preview tonight here as well. Plus, we'll hear from the Pelicans locker room in our number three as well, maybe even in our number two. So, Sports Hangover and your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. 
get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. You can also tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA, J.D. Kleeman. What's up, Goosey? It's the way to follow you over on Twitter. How are you today, bud? I'm doing splendid this mm, morning. Are you? When uh, when do we get back into our final semester? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a good question. You know, I have just completely thrown school out the window since have you? like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but I am going to see you tomorrow, buddy. Okay. Well, when are you? Uh, okay. Well, by tomorrow, you can let us know when. You know, Kleber, the final semester. It's the, like the final I mean, I season. I paid for the classes. Well, you, so. just, you just don't know when you start. <laughs> I just press pay, uh, <laughs> not worrying about it until I have to worry about I'm it. I'm telling you, it's going to be a semester-long planning for your graduation party. You're going to do really? something, yes. We will. I, we, I will do something. Yeah, I want listeners to show up, everything. It may not be like your family's graduation party, but we will do something somewhere for you. I want, I want like, as soon as I walk out of the uh, university center mm. over at Southeast. I want there to be a, a huge crowd and just applause. Okay, let's not get and carried I get, away. I get, I get handed a diploma from you yeah. being upgraded from the intern to this Jordan Cleveland. I See, I kind of liked what you said last time we brought this up. I, I kind of feel like we should maybe attend the ceremony if, you know, COVID allows and, and kind of turn it into the NFL draft when the commissioner oh, so comes up to the podium. <laughs> you're going to boo me. Hey, I'll take it. Jordan Dean Kleber. <laughs> I want you to be up on the stage handing me your diploma what, to me. See, here's the thing. I, I, I would assume that if that took place, you'd have the pearly white smile that you have right now, and you would give the booing crowd in adoration. The, there it is. The double finger. <laughs> I really, I think I might. I, dude, I'm telling you again, you know, it probably wouldn't be appropriate for the university, but it would absolutely be our thing and it's been our thing. Uh, I feel like I've known you since eighth grade or something. I mean, you've been oh, around a while. You've known me since high school. Yeah, exactly. All, all five years of college, <laughs> you've been around. All right. Uh, questions of the day, sir, because we have a football game tonight and it's yeah. an interesting one for Tigers fans. Yeah, LSU fans, we usually do this for your New Orleans Saints whenever it's a game week, but since the bowl games tonight, LSU fans, give us your keys to the game and score predictions as the Tigers take on Kansas State in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That's a tongue twister there, mm-hmm. It is. I, I didn't do well the first time about it. <laughs> uh, that, this is a broadcasting tip. Do it slowly. The Texas Act Texas Bowl. <laughs> and then you don't mess it up. Um, I said, a segment ago, what I wanted to see, I competitive football. I I literally don't know who's going to be on the field or not. Essentially, you had opt outs. You know, I'm sure I could find the list and all that. The point being, the LSU team you saw win its final game of the season is not the LSU team you're going to see tonight. Max Johnson is no longer a Tiger. He's an Aggie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, David Ad Pierce is out, right? He, he opted out. Yeah, basically everyone's draft. out tonight. So it's Emery's going to be your running back. I, I guess we're seeing Nussmeyer as starter. I just, it's I don't know 
Yeah, good luck. So I just want to see, like, see a game where I'm in the fourth quarter, I'm texting you, oh, okay, this has been fun. That's literally where my expectation level is for tonight. Um, I think I'm more interested to see the uh, how many viewers there are tonight because early this morning, Sports Illustrated finally put out, I thought they would have had this out a lot sooner, but right. they put out the uh, playoffs, uh, college football playoff semifinal um, TV ratings for the new year, the new year's bowl games right. and Alabama and Cincinnati drew in 16.1 million and the orange bowl between Michigan and Georgia pulled at 16.5. That was the lowest combined TV rating in playoff history since the playoffs have started. So mm. I don't know I mean, this, this I, we've been talking about the past couple of shows and it just doesn't seem as, you know, intense as past couple of years or people don't seem I wouldn't say as interested, but there's definitely something a little bit off about this year. Well, it's going to be a purple and gold evening for ESPN. I mean, right. essentially. Oh, like, yeah, because the, the at 6 p.m., you have the 16th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats, who are 11-2, and two, taking on the 21st-ranked LSU Tigers, looking to rebound from that loss against Auburn. News 12-1. They're two-point favorite at the PMAC. So... 6 p.m. Sports Center ends. 6 p.m. comes on. It's LSU basketball. LSU basketball ends. Now we send you out to the home of the Houston Texans for the Texas Act Texas Bowl. LSU fans have at it. Here's your football team. I mean, literally, it literally is, yes, it is a purple and gold evening on ESPN. They've made it easy for you. You don't have to switch. You don't have to do anything. Do anything. 6 p.m. Put it on ESPN. You're good. Basketball, your case football. Yeah, no, you're going to need Don't even have to get up on the couch besides going to take a pee. <laughs> or or not. I mean, it just really depends. Or not. If you want to hold yeah, it and you watch can... all, you know, every single <laughs> second of the game, then don't. I highly endorse you. You go use the facilities. Please, you know, be, be appropriate here. Um, you can actually. But it is interesting when, when you think about it that I, I would probably argue that there's going to be a lot more people interested in. In the basketball game, right? Then it would be for the football game. So we will see when that takes place. Thank you, Jordan, as always. Uh, what, you have anything else that you want to time? What, what did you think of the whole Ben Roethlisberger? Like, did you find what I found I, yesterday? Like, I felt I bad for Breeze. At the end, at the beginning of the show, I was just watching it. The, the only reason why I watched that game really was just because of Big, yeah. Big Ben. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have watched that game, but. Um, no, I, I, it sucks thing. Well, it, it did suck for B- Big Ben, but it just sucked, like you were saying at the beginning of the show, for Drew Brees. You would have wished that that's what Drew Brees would have went out with. Um, I think it would have been a lot more of a, you know, a spectacle than what you saw last night with Big Ben if it was Drew Brees that got, you know, that kind of attention with a full packed stadium, but you didn't get that. So, Hey, it is what it is. A lot of things didn't happen the way it should have during this, you know, whole COVID era. So you just kind of have to live with it. Yeah. Um, things happen for a reason. So, you know, Drew Brees still had the send off that, you know, a lot of people want in their career. It just sucks that it couldn't be the way Big Ben got it last night. I was thinking about it last night and my wife actually brought it up. It, it forgot the passing. It was what, the passing record or the touchdown record that he threw. Was it Traquan Smith that caught it? You know, where his yeah, family was down on the field and it was at home was and they stopped the game and what, you know, David Baker was there from the national, you know, from the pro football hall of fame and they got the yeah. football and, you know, they're taking pictures on the sideline. I, I think that's going to be the like, closest. What, right. Yeah. Well, when they put the montage together for Canton, right. You know, they do the highlight package before. I think that will be. At least that's how I would put it together. Sharif, if you're listening, and that what you would use, like if you're, you're wrapping it up, that scene of him with his kids, the wife, you know, the full stadium, he's in tears. I, I like that to me, I think that's how I put it. Cause that's literally, I think one of the last times you saw something like that, you know, I think there's a bunch, there's a, a lot of Saints fans that feel the same as me, but I kind of selfishly want him to come back for one more Stop game. It. Stop it. Just <laughs> no, to say, not with, my, uh, no, not with this offensive line. No, no I, no. I respect Maybe next year. too much. Maybe next no. year. 
No. So you saw that photo of him in Hawaii. There's a rainbow over the fairway. He's like, look at me. I'm bare- He's barefoot. There's a rainbow. I'm in Hawaii. Why would I go all the way back to New Orleans to get pummeled? <laughs> you heard Sean Payton. They can't even get to the. They couldn't get to the line of scrimmage with runs. We couldn't even get. We couldn't even get our team captains to do who. Who that chant? Just so what do you expect? Get the next year. That's all I'm saying. Like, let's get to the playoffs. It'll be fun. Got to beat the Dirty Birds, and then let's get to next year. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate the time. We'll check in again later this hour. Looking forward to it. BC. Yep. Since we've actually reached the top of the hour, when we come back, head coach Ron Hunter of the Tulane Green Wave is scheduled to give us a buzz. And one of the main reasons is simple. Uh, he's a green wave with 2-0 and in conference play. Really nice start for them. So we'll hear from him coming up this hour. Christian Clark next hour here as well. Still got Pelican sound from the 115-104 loss from a night ago. We'll do all that in more in hour two of the sports hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. 